It's time for us to get into our conversation of the day. And today we're talking about relationships and we're talking about what makes a good marriage. Hmm. Now, with the divorce statistics uh, being what they are in South Africa currently, I mean, one can almost, um, you know, tell that perhaps there's a lot that needs to be done in this particular area. We do have our counseling life coach on the line, Razia Mohammed. She joins us to chat about this. Good morning to you, Razia. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for for joining us. A big topic that we're talking about today, marriage. I mean, one marriage is so different from another. One can actually say that perhaps there is no formula, but there are some basics that we can actually follow that um, life coaches or experts um, talk about, which are relationship uh, basics. Let's talk about some of those. Well, the thing is that Every, as you say, every relationship is different. And I always say that marriage is not about finding common ground. Marriage is about understanding each other's differences. So once you understand each other's differences, you are more able to um, make the positive changes that can be progressive for your relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's about also just, you know, having that sense of um, accepting and embracing each other's differences from what uh, I'm picking up. Let's talk about uh, specific areas of, um, you know, areas of closeness. I mean, there are many factors that contribute to a satisfying marriage or relationship, such as love, of course, commitment, trust, time giving attention to your partner, good communication, including listening, being patient, being honest, respect, being considerate, being generous. There's so much that we can um, talk about. However, when you are, uh, you know, uh, advising your clients, what do you say to them about the importance of what makes a marriage work? I would say first and foremost on that list is communication. Mm. Because if you listen to understand as opposed to listening to reply, then half of your battle is won. Because if you put yourself, like there's a cliche that goes, put yourself in my shoes to understand where I'm coming from. Mm. And I would say that much is very, very true because you have to understand why the person is behaving the way they do or why, what, what, um, mindset are they coming from Mm. that they are behaving the way they do or speaking the way they do what has caused them to do that so when you understand where someone is coming from you are better equipped to deal with your responses because 20 percent of life is fate it's what god has ordained it's what you cannot control but 80 percent of that 20 percent is your reaction and your reaction is what you have control over. You do not have control over the 20%, but your reaction, it, you own it. Mm. You own it. And the moment you give away yourself away to anger, you are giving your power away to that person. Is it not human nature to get angry and to be emotional? It is human nature to get angry and to be emotional, yet it is your responsibility to take responsibility for your anger and your emotions as well, because it's the only thing 
that you are in control over is yourself. Mm. And many people in relationships, be it spousal or any other relationships, they try to control the other person. And what you, they try to change the other person as well. And what we need to realize as human beings is you cannot change anyone, but you can change yourself and their reaction will change towards you. So once you change the way you respond, you will get different responses back. Because as we know, what we put out there is what we get back. What you perceive on the inside is what you will project on the outside. Mm, very that's important That's the universal point. law. That's how it works. And what would you say um, is, is, is part and parcel of, you know, just the journey of getting there, you know, as a couple? Because you're two very different people and you're trying to yes. become one unit. Uh, how important is it to compromise? How important is it to say it doesn't always have to be my way? Sometimes it can be your way. Well, I wouldn't say that it will be my way or your way. As I said in the beginning of the conversation, it's about understanding each other's differences as opposed to finding common ground. Because when you understand that this is the person that I married, this is how he or she will respond, because obviously uh, behavior repeats itself. So unless you're a life coach and you know how to manipulate behavior, (laughs) you will behave in the same way with different situations over and over again. Mm. So over time, you will learn that person that you are married to, that this is how he or she behaves. This is how he or she will respond. Because if you look at patterns, you'll see that that person is behaving in a similar manner over and over again. And if that does not suit you, do not try to change that person. Try to change your response. And then it won't be about my way or your way. You will find that more and more when you are changing your reactions and your responses, then the outcome would be similar to what you would want it to be. If that makes sense to you. Absolutely. Now, in front of me here, I have, you know, something that we drew from uh, the Internet on 10 Secrets to a Successful Marriage. And the first point is actually quite interesting. It says happiness is not the most important thing. And the point goes on to say everybody wants to be happy, but happiness will come and go. Successful couples learn to intentionally do things that will bring the happiness back when life pulls it away. Talk to us about just being realistic in a marriage that it won't always be uh, roses and chocolates and good times, that bad times will come and there are times where you will not necessarily be happy in that relationship because of life, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something intrinsically wrong. Yes. Well, at the risk of sounding cliche, but yet it's so very, very true, that word happiness, we as humans always think that we need to find it outside of us. So when I get that perfect job, when I get that perfect car, when I get that perfect home, when I get that perfect spouse, etc. So we kind of look for that word happiness outside of ourselves, not realizing that 
It is your inner core that makes you happy. So if you are happy now, if you are happy with what you have now, what we as humans need to realize, yesterday is gone. It's never coming back. You cannot change it even if you have um, millions and billions of dollars. You cannot change the past. You cannot control the future either because it's not something that is in your control. But with what you can control is the now, mm. present. That's the only thing that you have, basically. And you, if you can control what you have now, that elusive word happiness will be there. So you do not seek happiness outside of yourself in another person. So what we as life coaches, as psychologists, as head people, what we, the aim and the purpose that we need to put out there to people is that be happy in the now and do not seek happiness outside of yourself. So in other words, be a whole person, a complete person. So much so that the addition of anyone else in your life is just a bonus. It's mm. not something that needs to fill a void. Once you fill a void, you always search for that happiness. Because there isn't a person outside of yourself that's going to tick all the boxes that you want. True, because so you, you yourself are not perfect. Tick your own boxes. Because you, I'm saying because you yourself are not uh, perfect, and so it's quite unrealistic to expect another person for uh, to to bring you all of that happiness because they themselves are on their own a life a journey. Uh, I have another point here that says uh, your attitude does matter. Changing behavior is important, but so is changing attitudes. Bad attitudes can drive bad feelings and actions. Attitudes. Most certainly, it's all about your attitude because your attitude determines what the outcome is going to be. So if you are having a mini fight, an argument with your spouse and your attitude is egotistical, you are going to get a defense mechanism back where your spouse will be um, defensive and argumentative. But if your attitude is understanding, and this is where the I messages come in. So the I messages are, if you um, reiterate to your spouse, saying you are at fault, you, 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 and you keep using you, you are going to get a defense mechanism immediately. They're going to go into defense mode mm. and be like, why are you attacking me? But if you, you turn the situation around and you say, I feel hurt when you do ABC. I feel hurt when this happens. I feel, I feel, I feel. So you are changing the onus to yourself as opposed to saying you. Automatically you will get a more positive response. So it's about the attitude and also how you phrase it. Most certainly. Most fights are caused by tone and by what you say. But more importantly, it's about how you say it. Not what you say, it's how you say it. So if I say, you are always angry, it will bring about a defensive response. Or if I say, I feel 
that you are angry. You are changing it to I feel. Mm. So it's not that you are angry, it is I feel that you are angry. And then you might get an explanation to say, I get angry when you do whatever it is that you do. Mm. And there's another point that says you can change your marriage by changing yourself. Veteran couples have learned that trying to change their spouse is like trying to push a rope, almost impossible. Often the only person we can change in a marriage is ourselves. Most certainly, and it it reiterates what I've been saying, is that it's not about changing the other person. It's about changing yourself. Mm. I have a book out called See the Change, and it's very much about self-introspection and about changing your responses to bring about positive responses in others. And in terms of, um, you know, just working on a marriage that's on the brink, um, you mm-hmm. know, that's a very different uh, marriage to a marriage that's just going through, you know, a little bit of a, a hiccup, but a marriage that's on the brink of collapse, you know, where there's yeah. major, major problems and there's major um, issues to go through. What are some of the first, you know, things that you, you try and establish as a counselor to determine the course of action that you need to apply? Well, what I would do um, as a coach would be first to see them individually, to see where they are coming from and then to bring them together. Because if you bring the participants of an alien marriage together in the first place, all you're going to get is be a referee in a screaming match (laughs) about what you did and what I did and how I responded, etc. So I would bring them separately and then I would put them together once I see that the two are okay on an individual level. Because what happens is when you are in a marriage to a certain degree, you lose your individuality. Mm. So you become the duo. And you, you also, you are a, an individual that has your own baggage. Your spouse has their own baggage. And what you are doing, you are marrying the two and expecting to live happily ever after. They are bound to be hiccups because you don't come from the same past. So as I say again, it's about understanding each other's differences and accepting the person for who they are Mm. as opposed to always trying to change that person according to who you think that they should be. So if I want to rescue, I want to help rescue an alien marriage, I would get them to understand each other and communicate with each other. And then even if there is a a marriage breakdown, there can be maybe a friendship afterwards to a certain degree to show that we are not bad people, we're just two good people that are not good together. Hmm. We're two good people that are not good together. Very positive and powerful note to end uh, this off on. Uh, Razia, how do people get in touch with you? Perhaps there are some uh, couples or individuals that are up at this hour. And the reason why they're up is because Mm -hmm. they're having marriage problems, you know, and they're finding it difficult to sleep and rest because they have a lot on their minds. You know, how do they connect with you? Certainly. You can connect with me on 083-415-415. Two five double zero, Razia at the Life Studio dot co dot za, and I'd like you to check out my website. 
It's www.lifecoachrosia.co.za or connect with me on social media at lifecoachrosia or Razia Mohammed um, all across the board. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us this, moment, this morning. That was uh, Razia Mohammed. She is a life coach and a counselor. And we've been talking about just some basics of a solid marriage. And so I uh, hope that you have learned a thing or two if you are intending on entering into marriage or you are married and you have been having a number of questions about some things that have been happening. Maybe you have received your answers uh, this morning, 24 minutes before 5 o'clock. Stay with us.